the La Crosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the La Crosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. On May 16th, 1918, a 60-year-old veterinary surgeon from Melrose, Wisconsin named Lemuel Jones awoke early. He had a busy day planned. Lemuel started this day like usual, some coffee and a few bites of bread. That minuscule bit of nourishment had been all he could abide since contracting lump jaw several months earlier. Lump jaw is an infectious bacterial disease common among cattle, and although rare, it is passable to human hosts. Most likely, Lemuel contracted the disease while treating an infected bovine. It is an awful disease that is characterized by the formation of painful abscesses in the mouth, lungs, and gastrointestinal tract. As the disease progresses, often over months, the abscesses penetrate the surrounding bone and muscle to the skin, where they break open and leak large amounts of pus. Lemuel Jones, widowed and with no children, had been suffering for months, but today was the day he was going to find relief. He drove into the village of Melrose. There he ran into Elmer Gilberson, a friend and the editor of the Melrose Chronicle. Lemuel told Elmer he was heading into La Crosse to have an operation. He then went to see his brother-in-law, F.W. Brewer, and closed the deal with him for the sale of his car. Lemuel then drove to La Crosse and the Dahl Auto Garage on 6th Street and had his now brother-in-law's new car equipped with a new top and cushions. He paid $37 in cash to the clerk. He then went into Williams Saloon on 3rd Street and talked with the owner and operator, John Williams. Lemuel handed him a box containing $160 cash, some change, a watch, and some personal effects and said, I will leave these here with you. My brother-in-law will come and get them in the morning. Williams asked why he was leaving the items with him. Lemuel explained he was going to the hospital that day for an operation on his jaw. He joked with Williams saying, a man of my age takes a chance going under the ether. I'd like my brother-in-law to have these things if I don't come back. He then drove to three empty lots he owned on French Island. He had paid a young man who lived nearby to dig a pit five foot deep and he wanted to make certain of its completion. The excavation was near complete when he arrived. Lemuel told the man he was planning to make a large amount of charcoal for medical purposes for the government. Just then a truck arrived, delivering soft coal and a load of birch wood, cut to stove length. Lemuel then drove to a hardware store on the north side where he purchased five gallons of kerosene. He then returned to his lots on French Island. There he busied himself by demolishing an old outhouse. He broke up the dry weathered wood into kindling and then tossed it into the bottom of his five-foot pit. A nearby neighbor, Henry Norcross, chatted with Lemuel as he calmly labored that afternoon. The outhouse kindling was covered by dry brush followed by a layer of soft coal. Atop that was placed the birch wood. Then another layer of coal. Lemuel casually explained his procedure for making fine quality charcoal with Mr. Norcross. At sundown, Lemuel added a final layer of birch wood and coal as Henry Norcross headed home for his evening dinner. Between 9 and 10 p.m., Lemuel Jones struck a match and set his pit ablaze. Mrs. Norcross, retiring for the evening around 11.45 p.m., 
reported seeing Lemuel Jones still tending to his fire by laying gunny sacks filled with coal around the edges of his pit. At 1 a.m., Lemuel Jones stood at the east end of his pit, pressed the barrel end of a shotgun to his forehead, and pulled the trigger. His lifeless body crumpled into the inferno he had painstakingly constructed all day. His death pyre was executed flawlessly. So carefully had he arranged the coal and gunny sacks around the edge of the pit that as the heat became more intense, it gradually burned the sacks, permitting more coal to drop into the hot pit. By morning, only a few bones and a piece of skull was all that remained of Dr. Lemuel Jones. Pinned to his coat left nearby was this note. Boys, put on more coal and do a good job cremating. I've suffered enough, and I want to do a good job. The way I have planned, do not take me out of the pit. Just put the dirt in. I consider this the proper way. Do not blame anyone. No funeral for me. Three winters with grip, and now my jaw. This is all I want. So, goodbye to all. Signed, L.H. Jones. The authorities respected his wishes. Once the fire had finally burnt out, the dirt simply filled in the grave that Lemuel Jones had constructed for himself. And now I would like to welcome in Doug Connell, who did some of the initial research for this story. Doug is an archives volunteer who helps with the way it was photo that appears weekly in the Lacrosse Tribune. He's also a former Tribune news clerk and editor of True Tales of Lacrosse, a volume of unusual stories from lacrosse newspapers. Back in 1993 and 1994, when I was selecting old lacrosse newspaper articles for inclusion in True Tales of Lacrosse, I had mixed feelings when it came to including the Lemuel Jones story due to its subject of suicide, an uncomfortable and sensitive topic with many people. Unlike today, during the early days of lacrosse to about 1990, local suicides of everyday people were routinely published in the newspapers here. With a total of 600 suicides in lacrosse making the news from 1865 to 1990, much of the 19th and early 20th century newspaper coverage of suicides was sensational and lurid, giving gory and graphic details concerning the method of suicide and sometimes even reprinting suicide notes, as happened in the Lemuel Jones case, with no concern for the victim's grief-stricken family members. Also, for many years, there was little, if any, reporting about suicide prevention, the warning signs of suicide, or where mental health treatment was available. Today's mainstream media generally does not report suicides unless they meet one or more of three criteria. Those three criteria for for reporting a suicide today are, one, if it involves a public official or a celebrity, such as reality television chef Anthony Bourdain in 2018, two, if it occurs in a public place, and three, if it involves murder as well as suicide. Based on criteria number two, I feel it's now okay to retell the details of Lemuel Jones' suicide in that it occurred in a public place and also involved the unwitting help of members of the public, such as the young man Jones hired to dig his pit, plus the heating firm he hired to deliver coal and wood to the pit. Also, due to the passage of time, 
I feel there is little chance that any of Joan's immediate family members are still alive to be affected by the retelling or reprinting of Lemuel Jones' demise in 1918. There is some logic in not reporting suicide as some studies show that people having suicidal tendencies are at a higher risk of killing themselves when exposed to news items about suicides. On the other hand, some wonder if in our attempt to protect those at higher risk of suicide, we do a disservice to the wider community in making it seem that suicides are not common and thereby lessen the need for suicide prevention measures and the funding for such. Whether we like it or not, many current suicides are now first reported on social media sites such as Facebook and Twitter, bypassing the mainstream press and their guidelines in reporting such incidents. What this holds for the future and suicide rates remains, remains to be seen. In looking back at the Lemuel Jones case, I find it sad that he could find no medical release from his suffering with lump jaw, which today can be treated with drugs and or surgery. In closing, since there was no such service in 1918 for Mr. Jones, I will mention the La Crosse County Crisis Line at 608-784-4357 for those having mental health issues or thinking of taking their own lives. Thank you for listening. <music>